You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast, your one-stop guide to the stars, self-discovery, understanding the people around you, and a logical explanation for all your other weird life experiences. Get all your questions answered right here. I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. This is the Space Witch Podcast, episode one. As previously stated, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. Um, Welcome to my podcast. This is my my new domain where I can kind of geek out and talk to you guys about astrology for however long. Um, I don't really know how long this podcast is going to be just yet, but I'm excited to find out. Um, It's kind of like a challenge. It's like, how long can I talk about astrology before I just have nothing else to say or run out of breath? which um, I'm already getting there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really excited to do this. Um, also, happy Libra season. Um, today is the first day of fall, but I believe tomorrow is the first official day of Libra season. So to all you Libras out there, happy birthday. Um, a lot of close friends and family of mine are Libras, and I love them so much. Fun fact, my fiance Blake and my best friend, actually both have the same birthday. Um, they were born different years, but they were both born on September 26th. So shout out to them <laughs> um, and happy birthday. So yeah, um, welcome to my podcast. Um, this is kind of your one stop for all things astrology for anyone who wants to learn about astrology or doesn't understand astrology or wants to know more about it. Um, I'm a huge astrology nerd or geek. I've been really into astrology since I was 15 or 16 years old. I might have even been younger than that. I'm 22 right now. My whole interest in astrology started when I was like in high school and I was obsessed with this Scorpio boy who was very mysterious and complex and difficult for me to understand. And, um, you know, like most Scorpios or just, you know, teenage boys in general, when you're a 16 year old girl who doesn't understand things. So yeah, I wanted to understand him better and I want, I, uh, so yeah, I wanted to understand him better and I found myself, you know, Googling things like Virgo and Scorpio compatibility and, you know, things like that and, you know, reading stupid trash sites like uh, uh, Yahoo Answers and stuff and reading all the generic descriptions of Virgo and Scorpio and why they work and why they don't work. And so eventually I was on a little site called Tumblr where I stumbled across an astrology blog. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was this girl. Her username was like Lady Neptune and she was a Pisces and she was super cool. And I miss reading her blog posts on Tumblr. I think that's where I first found out like you have a whole natal chart and a whole other part of your, um, you know, your personality and your chart besides like, you know, just your what's called your sun sign, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on the show in the first segment. But yeah, so I found out I had all these other things in my chart and um, I started, you know, Google searching things. And in the end, it's funny because I set out to, you know, try and understand my crush better. And, uh, you know, through the process, I ended up understanding myself a whole lot better. And so, yeah, basically ever since I found out there was all these, you know, layers and 
other things to know about astrology. I haven't been able to shut up about it ever since. So most of my friends who know me, you know, they know like I've spent, you know, countless hours just talking their ear off about astrology and their natal charts and telling them, you know, why they do this and why they don't do this and, you know, what's going on with their relationships. And, you know, I even have friends, you know, message me when things are going wrong in their life. And they're like, Whitney, like, what's going on with the stars right now? Like, everything's basically falling to shit. Like, what's happening? Um, and, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. And um, I just, I really enjoy it. And a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people ultimately seek, you know, validation. And that's a big thing that people get from astrology. And it's just, it's a good way to grow. Like, I'm all about learning and growth like self-exploration and understanding and I think astrology is a really great way to kind of dive into that which is why I'm like just super into it so yeah and I guess another one of my low-key high-key ulterior motives is um you know I spend a lot of time talking to people about astrology but I think my other goal with this podcast is to make it so that maybe someday I can actually talk to people about astrology and I don't have to backtrack all the way from this one little thing that I'm talking about and explain to them, you know, what exactly like all this means. Because a lot of times I'll start talking to people and be like, oh yeah, well you have Venus and Leo and so you really like a partner who's really showy and, um, you know, and I'll start getting into all these details and people are like, what? (laughs) What did you just say? And so me being the teacher that I am, I tend to go back and I give people like a mini astrology lesson to try and explain what it is that I'm actually saying. So that's kind of what honestly, I mean, that's what inspired me to do this podcast because, you know, I spend all this time talking to people about astrology and telling them about astrology. So I figured, you know, I'm just going to do a podcast and they can just play it over and over again. And I won't have to explain things nearly as much, hopefully, although I'm happy to. Um, I'd probably just keep telling people the same stuff they want to know. So, yeah. So, yeah, today on this podcast episode, I'll be explaining the sun signs, the natal chart and the astrological forecast for October. Um, So those are some things you can find right here. So in this podcast, I will be explaining some fundamentals of astrology. um, But just a heads up, I'm not going to explain all the traits of all 12 zodiac signs, um, at least not in this particular podcast episode. I will make a blog post on my website eventually explaining all 12 zodiac signs um, and their basic traits so that like anyone who's listening can reference it later if they want to know or just, you know, kind of see like a quick view thing. Because it is really important to know all 12 zodiac signs and know them in order and know them, you know, know their what their modes are, what their element is, know all their, um, all their traits, all their basic traits. Uh, the reason I don't want to talk about them in this podcast is because I personally feel that it's very uh, overdone and I've seen it a lot of places. And as an astrologer, Um, or someone who considers himself an astrologer. I don't actually know how you get the official title to be an astrologer, but I consider myself an astrologer. Um, I don't have a fancy piece of paper saying I'm an astrologer. I didn't go to school, but I do consider myself to be an astrologer because I do like to study this stuff. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. So back to what I was saying. As someone who considers himself an astrologer, I am really bored with talking about the basic traits of the zodiac signs and I'm really bored with reading and hearing other things about the basic zodiac signs you can pretty much find that information anywhere it's not hard to find it so uh, my whole goal with this podcast is to get people past the point of just knowing their zodiac sign I want to take a step beyond that and actually talk about some more in-depth things um, that are still easy to understand for people who don't fully know about astrology 
So yeah, that's my goal. I'll probably do another podcast um, eventually touching on that stuff. Uh, But for right now, I'm going to skip over that. Oh, also not to mention, like, I have a feeling that even if I did do, you know, do a whole podcast where I explained all 12 zodiac signs, people probably just skip to their sign anyways and not even listen to the other ones. So for right now, I'm just, I'm not even going to bother. Another thing I wanted to touch on real quick is compatibility. Um, I will discuss love and compatibility. I will. I will discuss love and compatibility in another podcast, um, but I'm not going to go through every Zodiac pairing and tell you if these two signs work or don't work. And please do not flood my emails with compatibility questions. Thank you in advance. That's another whole other subject that gets, it's not super complicated, but it's a little complicated. And I will make a special podcast just to talk about that topic if you're someone who's here because you want to know more about love and relationships and compatibility. But I do encourage you to listen to this podcast and, you know, maybe learn some things about yourself first um, because, you know, there's that whole saying you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself first. So right now we're just going to focus on you and finding out who you are and what you like and what you don't like and all that stuff. Oh, and one more thing before I get into our first segment. I'd like to give a huge shout out to Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends podcast. If you like the way I sound on this podcast and you're thinking about maybe starting your own podcast, check out his website, www.creamyradioaudio.com. All the info and equipment you could possibly need to have great sounding audio is all right there. I'll even link it in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to free your mind even more so beyond this podcast, head on over to the Freedom Fiends podcast and give them a listen. Uh, I've been a huge fan of the Freedom Fiends for about two years, and I highly recommend them as one of my favorite podcasts. All right, now that all that's out of the way, let's dive straight into our first segment. All right, I just need to breathe first and maybe have another sip of rosé real quick. Okay. So, um, for the first segment, I've decided to touch on the topic of sun signs. Now, most people already tend to know about sun signs. The only thing is a lot of people don't realize that their sun sign is called a sun sign. Um, To put it simply for anyone who's already, you know, kind of confused about this, um, so generally like when people ask you like, Hey, what's your Zodiac sign? Or like, what's your sign? Uh, you know, people might say, Oh, I'm a Leo or a Virgo or a Libra or a Scorpio or whatever. And so that like simple reply when it's like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a Sagittarius. That's your sun sign right there. Um, it's called your sun sign because that's what sign the sun was the day that's what sign the sun was in the day you were born. Um, it's really easy to know your sun sign because the sun changes every like month and a half or so, possibly a little more or less than that. So all you really need to know to un- know what your sun sign is, is just your birthday. So like I was saying earlier, it's it's Libra season. So like if your birthday was between, I think it was like the 22nd of October to, or no, sorry, the 22nd of 23rd. Wow, I was way off. The 23rd of um September until October 16th oh no sorry October 23rd so yeah September 23rd to October 23rd is um Libra season so 
like if you were born between that those dates your sun sign is in libra so yeah it's really easy to know what your sun sign is so i think that's why astrology gets a really bad rep as being too generic or too fake because most people only know about their sun signs when in reality you actually have all these other planets influencing you as well um that's something i'm going to touch on possibly a little bit later in this podcast um definitely i'll talk about it more in another um podcast episode but that's like that's a simple explanation of what a sun sign is. Um, a slightly more complex explanation of what a sun sign is is um, think of it this way. So the sun is what all the planets revolve around, right? The sun keeps the planet Earth that we live on warm. It gives us life. That's kind of what your sun sign does as well um, in your psyche or your personality. Just like how the sun is the core thing that all the planets revolve around, your sun sign is the core of who you are as a person. Uh, your sun sign is what gives you your personality, like your main personality. It gives you life and vitality. It's basically you at your youest, to put it simply or plainly. Um, it's what makes you thrive or makes you feel the most comfortable in your skin. It's your ego. Uh, a lot of people say it's kind of who you think you're supposed to be um, coming into this world. And kind of going back to kind of what I was mentioning before, there's a lot of people who don't identify with their sun sign and maybe some people even overly identify with their sun sign. Um, there's a few explanations to that. The main one is that you might have other influences in your natal chart that might make it so you relate more to another sign or um, planet than your actual sun sign. You might also have other aspects in your chart that could be influencing that as well. Um, for example, I have Pluto squaring my sun, my sun sign in my natal chart, which basically means that, um, the Pluto and Sagittarius in my natal chart is basically trying to dominate or overpower my sun sign in Virgo. Um, so when two planets square each other, it's kind of like one's trying to take over the other one. Um, so since Pluto squaring my sun, it's almost like there's two planets fighting for dominance in a sense. Um, so to simplify that even even further, um, because Pl my Pluto and Sagittarius is trying to overpower my sun sign in Virgo, that just kind of means that I sometimes show these Sagittarius or Scorpio traits because Pluto is the planet that rules Scorpio. So sometimes it can almost overpower my Virgo sun sign traits, um, especially, you know, since Pluto and Scorpio, like those are very intense signs. Um, so especially having them square with my sun, it can be very uh, overpowering. So that's my example for that. Um, another explanation for people who don't identify with their sun signs, um, you might also have a dominant sign or a planet that you identify more strongly with. Um, or it could be based on like the maturity of your sun sign. Um, the maturity of your sun sign or any planet in your chart can be based on a couple things. So the, the first like technical explanation um, would be that you, so each planet in your chart has a different degree um, and you can find that out by looking up your natal chart. So they say that in astrology, when you have, <clears throat> they say that in astrology, when you have a, a planet that's an earlier degree. So for example, my sun sign Virgo is, you know, it's two degrees in Virgo. Um, it means it's a very immature sign, um, which I've even read somewhere that um, they say that when you have an immature sign or an early degree, you know, placement of a planet in your chart it's almost like you come out of the womb and you're just like you're like I am not ready to be a Virgo um you know going back to my example of uh 
my sun sign in Virgo being in two degrees Virgo, which I, th- I thought about that. And I really related to it. So like, it's it's exactly like that. So my I have my sun in two, de- two degrees Virgo. And it, it's exactly like that. It's like, you know, I came into this world as a Virgo and I was not prepared for it at all. Um, like, for example, one of my biggest, biggest downfalls as a Virgo is um, so Virgos, we have a tendency and this is why a lot of people don't like Virgos. We have this tendency to give criticisms to other people because like we want to be helpful. Um, but when people try to give us criticisms, like try to sorry, let me, when people try to criticize us, um, even if it's like we're asking for it, we want advice. If you're like me and you're an immature Virgo, um, it really cuts you to the core. Um, and, you know, we're an earth sign. So we, I think most of us try to hide it for the most part, unless you're like close to us. But um, it, it, it really hurts to have anyone tell you you're doing something wrong because, you know, Virgo's a perfectionist. We think we're doing everything right and no one can tell us otherwise. Um, and to be honest, my Aquarius rising doesn't help with this either because Aquarius risings, you know, we're very stubborn. <laughs> so it's like I it's it's almost like having an early degree in my sun sign. It's like I was not ready to, you know, be born into this world and have everyone tell me like, oh, your hair is too curly or your, you know, your outfit looks stupid. Not that those are the criticisms that I get that I, you know, cut me to the core, although they probably would. But, you know, we're just, we're not ready for people to nitpick at us, or at least I wasn't. <laughs> I guess I can't speak for all Virgos, but me in particular, I was not ready. So, yeah, so they say that when you have an early, an earlier sun sign degree, and um, it's more immature, and if it's later, in like later degrees, so I think, I forget how the degrees are split up, but if it's in a later degree, like 16 or I think 20 or 30 or something like that, um, then it's like a more mature placement. So if your sun sign's in a later degree, you're one of the lucky ones who was born just being perfect and mature, and you can pretty much handle everything people throw at you so like a more mature Virgo son um, would come into this world and people would criticize them and they would be able to take it they'd be like oh wow thank you so much for that helpful advice I'm actually going to take that and use it and you know just do my thing and be flawless like Beyonce or something because Beyonce is a Virgo um, and she's perfect so yeah I don't know what degree her sun sign is but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a later degree <laughs> um, because she's flawless but Yeah. So anyways, Beyonce aside. Yeah. So earlier degrees, immature, later degrees, more mature. That's kind of the point of what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. And then another way that your signs can be more mature or immature, um, aside from like what degree it's in, this is the probably the non-technical explanation, but I feel like no one really talks about this. So a lot of people don't realize you can actually grow in and out to different... You (laughs) can... Let me rephrase that. You can grow in into certain placements in your chart and you can also outgrow uh, certain placements in your chart, if that makes sense, which it should. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so you can kind of grow into certain placements in your chart. You can outgrow them, um, which is really cool about astrology because you can kind of grow with your signs. So like an example for me personally, um, when I was younger, I resonated a lot more with my Aquarius rising and um when i i didn't really relate to my virgo sun sign as much whereas now that i'm older i actually relate a lot more to my sun sign in virgo and slightly i mean not less because it's my rising sign and i think people always tend to resonate with the rising signs regardless 
But I guess what I do think is that, you know, I, I've grown into my sun sign a lot more and I do embody a lot more Virgo traits. But I think my Aquarius rising has matured a lot more um, as I've grown up. Because when I was younger, I was really spiteful. I was really like, I don't like to say this word because it sounds kind of cheesy, but um, I was the typical like rebellious Aquarius. And I guess I still am kind of like that now, but in a more mature way. I think, you know, I still kind of like go against the grain a little bit from what most people do or most people like would consider to be normal. So like, I still do that stuff. Um, One thing I really tried to work on is so like one of my natural Aquarius rising tendencies that I used to go to when I was younger is I was so, so spiteful and I hated being bossed around. Um, If anyone told me what to do, I always wanted to do the opposite just to like get back at them because, you know, in my head, I'd be like, who does this person think they are telling me what to do? I know everything. They know nothing. Like, um, I was very, like, stubborn and pretentious in that way. And I, I still am a little bit. Um, but, you know, with age, I've tried to work on it because, you know, one thing I've learned is, you know, acting that way is very detrimental, which is kind of another little thing I wanted to point out just because, you know, you have certain traits that are part of certain placements in your chart. It's not always healthy to over-identify with them. Um you can still show them in different ways, but like at the same time, you need to check in with yourself and think about what you're doing and be like, is this something I'm actually doing that's going to benefit me or is it not going to benefit me? And, you know, obviously, if it's, you're doing stuff that's not going to benefit you or not helping you as a person, you need to work on that and move past it. You can't just be like, you know, oh, I'm, a, I'm an Aquarius rising, so I'm just going to be spiteful every time anyone tells me to do anything or, you know, says anything to me. I'm just always going to do the opposite because I'm an Aquarius rising, so that's what I got to do. Um, no, it doesn't have to be like that. And you can kind of have those traits and still have them come out in other ways. So, um, not to be like, oh, look at me, I'm a special snowflake and I'm so quirky and different, but these are just kind of my personal examples. So like I'm an Aquarius rising. I have like very unconventional like political views. Um, I have very unconventional interests like astrology and podcasting. I'm vegan. Like, you know, so all these like little things like that, you know, are kind of what would be considered like quirky Aquarius traits, at least in my opinion. Some people might disagree with it. Please don't send me hate mail. Thank you so much. So yeah. And you know, I I embody a lot of Virgo traits that I'm now trying to work on too. Like I, you know, I'm someone who worries a lot and, you know, I'm super critical and picky and, you know, and that those are all things I need to work on. Like every, like I said, or, you know, before, like, you know, you can, every sign has good and bad traits. Um, you don't need to overly identify them and use them as an excuse for your bad behavior. But, you know, it's it's all part of, like, the process of growing and being a person. So it's it's good. It's okay, like, if you have those traits, but, like, you know, and everyone's going to have them come out sometimes. But as long as you're, you need, basically, <laughs> my whole point is if you're doing things that are not good, please be aware of them and do something about them and don't just use your zodiac sign as an excuse to do it. Um, I really want to put a lot of emphasis on that because, you know, I think a lot of people tend to do that. I think there was, there was some YouTube video or maybe it was a Vine. I I don't remember, but someone showed me this one that was just like this person like doing all these bad things and they're like, oh, it's okay. I'm a Virgo. I'm a bitch because I'm a Virgo. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, that's funny. But also like some people are actually like that and you guys just, you need to not, (laughs) we all need to not, um, because it's not it's not beneficial to you it's not beneficial to the people around you but anyways i'm getting way way off track anyways so 
yeah, that's my whole thing about sun signs. Um, the main takeaways are that, um, you know, your sun sign is just your birthday. It's the core of who you are. Your sun sign is your ego. And you might not fully identify with your sun sign. And that's totally okay. Um, it's okay to not identify with your sun sign. So yeah, for anyone at home taking notes, as long as you remember that your sun sign is your ego, it's the core of who you are, and it's your birthday, um, just write that stuff down and you're good. That's all you need to know about your sun sign. And yeah, that's your sun sign segment. All right. Um, and we're back with this next segment. Um, so in this next segment, um, I'm going to be talking all about the natal chart or the birth chart, as some people like to call it. Um, to get started, what is a natal chart? Uh, a natal chart is basically like a snapshot of where all the planets were the day you were born. <sighs> um, this makes me think of when People say stuff like, oh, the stars were all aligned or the planets were all aligned, so it's meant to be. Um, the planets are always shifting and changing. Your natal chart is simply just like a picture that shows um, what all the planets were doing at the exact moment when you were born. Um, this is why it's super important to know the exact time and date and the place you were born when calculating your natal chart. Um, because if you don't have all those exact details, your natal chart might be um, pretty off or slightly off. <clears throat> Which, you know, details are super important with this stuff. So even if something's a little bit off, it can still kind of change how you view everything. Um, in the last segment, I talked about, you know, what a sun sign is. And what most people don't know is you have all these other planets in your chart as well, including like the moon even. Um, I know the moon's not you know, technically considered a planet. So I kind of just threw that in there. Um, <laughs> according to these notes anyway. Uh, so all these planets interact with each other differently and um, they make up your natal chart. So that's kind of what, what your natal chart is. It just shows, you know, where all the planets were and how they're interacting with each other the day you were born. There is some like scientific stuff that I, I'm definitely going to talk about on another podcast. Um, that explains, you know, scientifically how your, you know, natal chart and how the planets affect us, which I guess it's, you know, something to do with like vibrations and stuff. But anyways, I'll talk more about that at a later date. Um, So, yeah. Um, so everyone has a natal chart. It's everyone's natal chart is like pretty different and unique. Um, unless you happen to meet someone who was born at the same place and time as you were. Um, even twins can have similar charts, but their charts um, can still be slightly different depending on how far apart they were born. Um, so they might have a very similar chart, but they could still possibly have like a few things that are slightly off depending on, you know, how far apart they, they were born. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so your natal part is kind of just, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to start that over. So your natal chart is kind of just like a map of your psyche. Everything you could ever possibly want to know is in your natal chart. You can go as far as finding out like you know the details of like how you'll die um which I'm sure a lot of people maybe don't want to know um or maybe you do want to know um so you can go as far as finding out you know things like when you'll die to um finding out you know really weird random things like you know what are, what's your brother's neighbor gonna be like um stuff like that um you can even use it to understand more mundane and less scary things like 
uh, you know, what's your ideal career path? What are your talents? What are you good at? What kind of traits do you look for in a partner? What do you need to feel secure? Uh, what would your ideal partner be like? Why do your relationships fail? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What areas of life are more challenging for you? All your questions can be answered simply by examining just your natal chart. Um, it's basically just like a map of like, you know, your entire being almost, um, I can explain, you know, your childhood experiences, your future experiences, um, what you need to work on, what's helping you, what's hurting you. Um, basically, that's that's why I love astrology, because if you if you want to understand something about yourself, you just look at your chart. <laughs> Everything's right there. It's it's almost like, you know, we just it's almost as if people came with a manual. I know everyone says like, oh, life doesn't come with a manual or, you know, life does come with a manual. It's the Bible or, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know. I feel like, you know, the manual to your life is your natal chart. Everything you want to know is right there in front of you. Um, and that's one reason I wanted to educate more people about astrology and do this podcast is because just by knowing and understanding these things about ourselves, the natal chart can give us the opportunity to grow and improve as people. Uh, as with most things, nothing is perfect. I don't think astrology is a cure-all for all of life's problems. It's also not an excuse, you know, like I said in the last segment, it's not an excuse for bad behavior or why things don't always go the way you want them to in life. Um, I mean, sometimes astrology can have, have its hand in that, I guess. But for the most part, just knowing about these placements and how you can work with them and what's, you know, learning what things are more challenging and what's working against you can help so much. So yeah, I, you know, that's the good thing about astrology is you can learn all these things about yourself and it's all right in your natal chart. And I'm, I guess, you know, I wish I had more to say about this other than it's just, you know, the map of your soul or your psyche or whatever. Um, it is those things, um, you know, but I kind of, I don't know, I wanted to take a take the time to explain it and tell people about it because a lot of people don't understand what it is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all just, you know, it just shows where the planets were, how they make up your personality. I'll explain more about the planets in a later podcast, but for right now, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, that's just your, you know, basic explanation of the natal chart. Uh, if all that stuff seems like a lot of information or it still feels like it's over your head, don't worry, it'll start to make more sense as this podcast continues. My goal here is to really try and break down all the elements of astrology into smaller pieces so that it'll be much easier to learn and understand. So yeah, if, if all that seems like a lot of information and maybe I am I am throwing a lot of information at you guys at once, uh, don't worry because, you know, eventually like all the pieces will kind of come together. And yeah, that's about all I have to say about the natal chart for this segment. So, uh, I suck at writing notes, apparently. I thought talking about the natal chart was going to take me a lot more time than it did. So, I'm just going to jump straight into my third podcast. Or, what am I saying? <laughs> Not my third podcast. Um, my third segment. Moving on to your astrological forecast. Um, so, I, I know we're like midway through September right now. I'm just going to jump straight into October and tell you guys what is going on in October this month. Yeah, so this is kind of my first time doing this. I'm not one to really do astrological forecasts, but I figure what's an astrology part of that. I just figured what's an astrology podcast, you know, if you're not doing a forecast. Um, so without further ado, 
Uh, at the beginning of the month, on October 9th, we have our new moon in Libra. New moons are good for fresh starts, manifesting, starting new goals and relationships. New moons lay out the groundwork for what you wish to accomplish. If you're Lib- if you're uh, someone with their sun in Libra or a Libra rising, you'll notice the effects of this new moon the most. It'll be energizing and getting you ready to start working towards new goals. Uh, overall, I think everyone will be really energized by this, but Libra sun and risings especially. Um, you know, look, if you're not a Libra sun and rising, look to where those are in your natal chart and you can kind of see better how those will affect you. Um, honestly, we had a, a Virgo... We had a Virgo new moon um, last month or this month, technically earlier this month. And that's kind of what gave me the idea to start this podcast and gave me all the energy. And I was, you know, I, I just remember feeling really good about doing this because I'm, I'm someone I get a lot of ideas. I don't always act on them or follow through. I'm actually trying to do that now. And I think that Virgo new moon had had something to do with it. So yeah, new moons are great and I'm really excited for all you Libras out there who are going to be energized by this Libra new moon. Um, After that, coming up in this forecast, we'll have Venus retrograde. Um, Venus is going to be in retrograde from October 6th to November uh, 16th. Um, I'm going to be doing another podcast specifically on retrogrades but for right now all you need to know is that when a planet goes retrograde that just means that so basically when a planet is retrograde it just means that from down here on earth if we were to look up at it through uh, a telescope um, it would appear that the planet is moving backwards this is an optical illusion it's not really moving backwards um, but every like couple months or years or so depending on the planet Um, we noticed this phenomena and yeah, so it looks like it's moving backwards because of this, um, all of that planet's energy kind of gets reversed in a way. So instead of us using those energies and channeling them outwardly, they become internalized. So this Venus retrograde, we're all going to be internalizing our Venus traits. Um, so you know, usually during retrogrades, like they say, because everything's being internalized, a lot of mishappens can happen because uh, a lot of the time, especially with social planets like Mercury or Venus, um, we're not outwardly, we're not like mentally present, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so a lot of things can happen and miss us, so to speak. Um, like we're not mentally present, so we're, you know, mistakes will happen. Um, So, and it's not really a bad thing. Like a lot of people think that retrogrades are bad and they're not really bad. Um, I mean, yes, like bad, bad, what's considered bad things can happen. But really the best thing about retrogrades is that they're a good time for inner reflection and to rethink and reevaluate and replan some things depending on where the retrograde falls in your chart. Um, If you look at where the retrograde falls in your chart, you can get a better understanding of uh, you know, what things you're going to be working on during that retrograde. So getting back to Venus and retrograde, the Venus retrograde will affect everyone a little bit differently depending on where it is in their chart. Some basic things to look out for with this retrograde will be things like, you know, don't go back to your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, booty call, whatever. Don't go back to any relationships that are no longer serving you. Uh, they might rear their ugly heads back into your life and it might seem tempting, but don't do it. It most likely won't work out and you'll eventually remember why things didn't work out in the first place. Another thing to watch out for is um, 
is, you know, spending money or changing, making drastic changes to your appearance. Uh, These things are all going to seem tempting, but at the very least, you know, get a second opinion before you do these things. You might end up with some huge regrets or at the very least a bad haircut uh, if you're not careful. Venus is all about love, relationships, luxury, and beauty. So these things are going to be highlighted during this retrograde. So that's why I advise you uh, listeners out there to use caution Uh, When you feel the temptation to pursue some of these things, um, you know, get a second opinion or, you know, sleep on it for a bit before you just decide to, you know, dive on into it. Like think about it if it's something that you really want um, or you think it'll look good or won't look good or if you really need it. Um, Even if you do act on some of these things, uh, that's okay too. Um, I think a a big reason why we have retrogrades is so people can learn from their mistakes. Um, I think they're here to teach us a lesson. It sucks because we shouldn't need to keep repeating the same mistakes, but you know, some people really need that in order to finally get a wake up call and some people just never learn their lesson. Um, that's life, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm personally a big fan of mistakes. I make them often and, you know, mistakes are how we grow and evolve as people. And, you know, I guess it's just like trial and error, right? Like just keep doing stuff and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, uh, try something else. Um, Definitely do not keep doing the same things over and over again if they're not working for you. Uh, Moving on from Venus in retrograde, we'll be ending the month with a full moon in Taurus on October 24th. Full moons are good for completion and harvesting, reflecting on how far you've come since the last new moon. Uh, Did you meet all the goals that you set for yourself on the last new moon? Uh, This is a good time to take inventory and check in with yourself, uh, making sure that you're doing all the things that you set out to do. If you want a more in-depth look on how that will affect you personally, then look to see where Taurus is in your natal chart and you can find out more on how the full moon will affect you. Um, They say that uh, following the moon cycles are a great way to set goals and intentions. So yeah, there's not too, too, too much going on in October, but definitely some stuff to be aware of. I actually just learned today that um, apparently in most cult, in a lot of cultures, uh, farmers use the moon to like plant and harvest their crops, uh, which I thought was super interesting because, you know, as much of an astrology nerd that I, as I am, um, I didn't know that. So I thought that was super, super interesting. Um, but yeah, so, you know, these the things happening this month are mostly good. Uh, it might be challenging for some people with this Venus retrograde, um, but it's okay. Sometimes we just got to go through some shit for a better outcome. It's, you know, it's like what they say, no mud, no lotus. Um, a beautiful lotus can only grow through the mud. So if you're not going through the mud, you're not going to get the lotus. So yeah, embrace any hardships you run into in the month of October. You'll come out stronger and better in the end. I promise it might suck, but you'll be okay. Um, Just, you know, be wary of the things I mentioned. You know, don't go back to your ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, booty call, side chick, uh, you know, people that, you know, you know, things didn't work out in the past. You know, they might, they might creep up on you and they might seem, you know, enticing, uh, but, you know, keep your head up, tell them no, stay away. Um. Or don't, if you want to, you know, learn that lesson again, go for it, um, because hopefully you'll learn your lesson this time. <laughs> so yeah, that is your October 2018 astrological forecast. And I think 
that just about covers everything. I think we're nearing the end of the first episode of the Space Witch podcast. Thank you for joining me. Um, Oh, and for anyone who doesn't know, like the reason I chose the name the Space Witch podcast is because um, for a while I had a a Tumblr blog, which I I really hate to say for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I just feel like there's this weird stigma around Tumblr and astrology. Like both of those, th- both of those things specifically. Um, but yeah, I had an astrology blog on Tumblr and I got this nickname, the Space Witch, and it kind of caught on. So I thought it would be a cool name for my uh, podcast. And yeah, so I just kind of stuck with it. Anyways, I'm excited to return to my weekend off. Um, and it's the first official day of fall. So I you know, once I'm done with this, I'm probably going to go throw on my skeleton jammies, uh, maybe pour another glass of rosé, throw on some Hulu, get caught up on American Horror Story, and just, you know, curl up on the couch with my cat and my fiancé and call it a night. So, yeah, um, hopefully you took something away from this podcast. Hopefully you you all learned a lot. Thanks for joining me once again. I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, and I'll catch you next time on the Space Witch Podcast.